Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for January 24th, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest is the Rink Live's Jess Myers. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless 5G built right. By Bell Ford. See our award-winning dealership at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix or go to bellford.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and watch the best in college hockey all season long. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com and stay geared up for the season on ice or in line. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations, two in California. Your home for sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers. Roger Klein's Mexican Moonshine Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Stop in and pick up any of our award-winning sauces on your way home at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, ASU alumni owned and operated College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, college hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app tonight, this is College Hockey Southwest Week, Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask Hockey Shop. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, back in his friendly confines, that palatial estate of Long Island, New York, after spending nearly a week in Las Vegas. My friend, Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, trying to defrost. <laughs> Try, trying to defrost? You just came from Vegas. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, well... The, the the first number in the temperature hasn't been above a three since I got back, so. <laughs> Good thing you got that, that new CCM uh, winter coat that we got you uh, to take back from Las Vegas because uh, you're probably needing it, huh? Oh, I needed it. Believe me. I, and and it, it's a darn good coat, too. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not just blowing smoke on anybody. It is a darn good coat. Thank you there, well, guys, as ever behind the mask. Absolutely. As you know, uh, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. This is the reaction show to College Hockey, which is supposed to have been played on Friday and Saturday night. However, because of this crazy pandemic going on in our world, there are hockey games going on uh, every single game. Uh, I mean, every single night. I just looked at uh, beautiful thing. Uh, or just watched, watched part of Colorado College and North Dakota and Denver and Omaha before the show, and I'm going like, Man, Sunday night hockey, this is cool. But uh, uh, you know yeah. what? I think everybody except us wants to get back to normal and start playing some, some regular, listen, uh, listen. regular hockey we games. Want, we all want it to get back to normal. Okay? Uh, I would like to get back to quote-unquote normal and still have all these games on all these other nights. Why can't I have both? <laughs> That that would be selfish. Now stop it. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Uh, Listen, I'm not. I I I wasn't <laughs> denying that. I just asked a very simple question. <laughs> I know you did, and I gave you a very simple answer. You're selfish. So just stop it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay so here's the deal for tonight, Paul. Um, we have to talk about the debacle in Minnesota as far as Arizona State Sun Devil fans. Uh, it. it, it I don't even know where to thank go. God I, thank so, God I was on the plane Friday night. Yeah, I know. It, it was just, it was just, uh, 
it was just the perfect storm, right? Guys sick, and guys I'm, injured, right. going against a top caliber hockey team like the University of Minnesota. So uh, I told you, I said, I think what we need to do is get Jess Myers on because Jess was there and he saw it in person. And I want to get his feel for what's going on with uh, with the University of Minnesota. And, you know, they were number one for a long time. They dropped to number four, but they are still uh, a very dominant hockey team. And I want to find out just from his eyes what he saw, because neither you or I were there in person, so we weren't able right. to do that. So without, and without they just wasting ran, and any they more just, and, and Yeah, go ahead. Can, and, and, I just, and, and they ran out of gas on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But they got well, to the third I, period, they ran out of gas. Here, here's the story, Paul. Jess is, uh, is making his way to Arizona, and I'm blaming him for the cold weather and the rain and the snow in the mountains because he's obviously really? bringing it with him from Minnesota. So um, he's in a hotel room tonight. We're going to keep him short. We're going to give him about 20 minutes so he can, uh, he can relax. But Jess Myers from the Rink Live, uh, welcome back to the show. Scott and Paul with you. First of all, how are you? How's the drive? First of all, I you know, Ice Time Hockey Southwest, I don't kid around. I come to the Southwest to do the show from now on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and and if you could fly me in in the future, that would be even better. But no, I'm uh, <laughs> a, after after that uh, Sun Devil Gopher series, I hopped in a car. I'm with my dad. I'm with my sister. And uh, we have made it to New Mexico tonight. And hey, uh, high desert and all that. What's with the snow? Can I ask that? Can I can I get a ruling here? Some sort of some sort of explanation. Just, just let me tell you, tomorrow is going to be worse than today. This is a, a triple, triple header snowstorm that's moving through. And uh, yeah, I was watching my car thermometer today, and it dropped from like I don't know, sixty uh, in the morning to like forty five. I think was the low around six thirty. And I'm going like, man. And they're predicting a high of like forty one on Tuesday yeah. and a low of but, like thirty. But but keep 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 in mind, it's a dry heat. <laughs> Right. Yes. yes, it's a dry Jeff, cold. Where, well, <laughs> where where in New Mexico are you? I am in uh, Grants, New Mexico, for the night. We were we were going to go to Gallup, but Gallup's at a little higher elevation. They were expecting like some serious snow there, so we're in Grants, New Mexico. Uh, final destination is uh, just south of Mesa, about thirty miles, and uh, we're about three hundred miles away. So we'll be there tomorrow. Looking forward to getting to Arizona. Although it's going to be uncharacteristic, it's going to be a little colder than I've. Uh, I'm used to. I'm gonna get a little little rain, but that's all right. You know, get to see the oh, uh, get to see the Salt River running and get to see the Gila River running. So yeah, well, listen. If it, if it, I mean, uh, if you're up there by Gallup, although you're not right there, I mean that it get that's 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 the high elevation up there, man. It get they get snow yeah. and they get all that cold and all that. You know, we people think New Mexico. They think strictly, you know, southern New Mexico and and, and the desert, just like Arizona. But you go up into the northern half of the state, and they have four seasons up there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and and beautiful country, by the way. Just oh, absolutely. You know, the, oh, the, absolutely. The, the, the buttes and the valleys and the mesas and all that up here. I mean, just fantastic to, to drive. Um, through, so. I, you know, so I'm the, not complaining. No, I, I mean, I, I had the opportunity for a year to go around the state uh, of New Mexico, um, and as far as the colors and and and, and the the toposphere and, 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 and just the way the, the natural beauty of it is, is, is tough to match. Tough to match. Absolutely. Okay. So, All right. Let's so talk hockey. Let, okay. Yeah, we got one, I got one more thing to tell you. You are going to see some okay. beautiful snow on the Superstition Mountains on Tuesday morning. Uh, That's be fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great picture when, when the Superstitions get covered with snow. And probably about 10 miles from me in Scottsdale, there'll be uh, snow on the ground up at uh, – at Troon and, and all of those places. So it'll be well, fun. And I, gotta, I gotta say, uh, Lost Dutchman State Park is one of the great places in Arizona. Oh, if you ever is it if ever looking for a for a hike that's not like dangerous hike, you know, not not like going to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, but uh it's it's driving <laughs> distance from anywhere in the Phoenix metro area. Uh just some some beautiful trails and the scenery is just top notch. So hope, hope to get out there at some point. And Jess, I don't know if you knew this, uh, maybe not before the show came on, but Paul and I uh, spent a week in Vegas at the D Hotel doing our shows saw live that. on saw Vegas that, yeah. week. So, so Paul's a little spoiled now. He got, you know, he got to go over to Circus Stadium, swim, and and all that good stuff. And he's feeling a little sorry for himself going back into the cold weather. But neither here nor there. You were at the uh, the series between the Gophers and the Sun Devils, and uh, was it as lopsided as the scores said? Well, I, I almost couldn't come on the podcast tonight. I've, I'm still writing goal descriptions. So, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you this. 
Yeah, I tell you this. I mean, talking to Greg Powers on the Zoom after those games, um, you know, they, they knew what they were in for when they when they agreed to the schedule. And, you know, it's not like they had much of a choice. It was it was spend your season on the road or, or don't have a season. And, and they absolutely made the right choice. And the guys have held up pretty well. But, man, after that first game, uh, he said it uh, just as plain as it could be. He said, you know, we just don't have anything left in the tank. We just don't. You know, between uh, COVID tests, between injuries, between another, you know, 28 days or whatever it was on the road, uh, they were just wiped out. And couple that with the fact that they're playing a good Minnesota team, and Minnesota was an angry bunch of guys going into yeah. that, that first game after what had happened to them, uh, the, the two games against Notre Dame, getting swept at home. And, and not only, you know, losing twice at home to Notre Dame, but Notre Dame is one of those teams that, uh, you know, a, a, a former player of theirs equated it to, you know, they get a lead and then they're like a boa constrictor. They just kind of tighten yep. and tighten and tighten. And they force you to do things that you don't normally do. And what what the Gophers got into trouble against Notre Dame is, they get behind early, and then all of a sudden it's, an, you know, I'm going to take the puck against these four guys, and I'm going to try and make a play, and that just plays perfectly into Notre Dame's hands. And they were able to shut down the Gophers two straight nights. So coming off of that, you know, Arizona State coming to town, a, a team that everybody knows likes to play offense. Gophers are like, okay, you want a track meet? We'll give you a track meet. And, you know, uh, against a, a, a tired and undermanned uh, Sun Devils club, it was, it was just tough for them. And 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 I, I and I don't know. This is just the way it looks from afar. Um, and I don't know if this is the same thing on the ice as it is off. Uh, I, mean, I think we've even discussed it. It just it seems like the Gophers just get up even kind of unusually more for a non-conference team uh, against ASU that I see them get up against other people that they play. I mean, it it seems odd to me, but. Uh, I don't know about I don't. It didn't seem that way. It didn't seem like piling on on Saturday, but I didn't see Friday either. So the uh, the second game. Well, it was it was a Thursday Friday. So the second game. I'll say this. Um, kudos to Coach Powers and his crew because those guys were ready to play, and it was a good hockey game, you know. And then the yeah. third period, like you said before, I came on. They just didn't have anything left in the tank by that third period, and the Gophers put up six in the third and make it appear, you know, much more lopsided than I thought that game really was. And right. the other great story that came out of the weekend Thursday night, as bad as it was, ten nothing. How about this kid uh, Bronson Moore? You know, called up <laughs> off the club team, uh, a, a kid out of Washington State, uh, literally playing club hockey. He gets to play, you know eight minutes or 12 minutes or whatever it was against what was the number one team in the country pretty recently. I mean, yeah. what a cool story for him. And Hey, he played well, you know, talking to Scott Reedy and some of the goal scorers for the Gophers, they were like, man, this kid's good. You know, we, we, we thought we had him and, and he shut us down. So, uh, you know, uh, I think he had eight shots and, and gave up two goals. I mean, nothing, uh, nothing to, uh, to, to, uh, you know, Scrunch your nose about that because I, I thought you know what a great story uh, on an otherwise you know forgettable night like 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 Bob Motzko said you know every uh, every team has one weekend a year that they just want to <laughs> throw in the trash and he told Greg Powers yeah. just throw this one in the trash get home get some rest start over so let me ask you a question because uh, it's, it's easy for me to ask questions about ASU um, in terms of the Gophers I mean they were playing so well without yes. the guys they had that were at the World Juniors. And then those guys come back, and all of a sudden, uh, it, it, it almost seems like those guys upset the apple cart. What happened? I, I wouldn't say that at all. I mean, uh, I, you know, it, let's face it. Well, I, just, I didn't know what other – right, I didn't know what other right, right. phrase to use, but – Yeah, yeah. And, and Grant, you know, the, the numbers are, are hard and fast. They were 10-0, and 0, uh, you know, going into the, the last couple weekends. And then, you know, Wisconsin gives them a good game, and Wisconsin's a very good hockey team, by the way. Uh, you know, so Wisconsin manages to win a, a three to one game with an empty net goal and and then uh, they bounce back. And then the, the two against Notre Dame were just such an anomaly. Um, you know, one of those deals where you get a lead and you think, OK, everything's rolling. And then all of a sudden, you know, at, at Bob Motzko, it, he's the master of analogy. He said going into that series, he said, you know, we're going to get punched in the nose at some point. And, and everybody does. And, you know. The, the, the famous Mike Tyson quote, you know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Well, then, you know, once you get punched in the face, that's that's how you respond. See, I put in a Vegas reference for you guys. Yeah, so that, nice. Very I'm nice. Trying to help out. I'm, Love it. You know, Appreciate that. I'm, 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 I'm trying to further the show there. Absolutely. Appreciate that. 
Yeah. So, so no, I, I I think you know those three defensemen are just a, a fantastic uh, part right. of this team. But you know, you talk about uh, maybe a budding rivalry with Arizona State. The first two times they played two years ago, it was some kind of rough hockey, and that was you know fairly yeah. or not. Greg Powers' teams had a reputation for being gritty. You know, some would call them chippy, and and I never thought that was totally fair. But they played with an edge to them. You know, they played with the mm-hmm. hey, you're going to respect us one way or another. And what I've seen recently is, you know, they, they played a penalty-free game at Minnesota just a couple of weeks ago. I, I've seen a team that, you know, doesn't need to play that way anymore, that doesn't need to, you know, quote-unquote goon it up. And, you know, not that you can really do that on the college game, not that you can right. you know, send out intimidators and things like that. But, you know, they, they play a clean brand of hockey, and, and, you know, it's fun to see when they're rolling. But I went into last weekend thinking, okay, what's Johnny Walker going to do? What's Matthew Copperwood going to do? You know, some of these guys that you have to be aware of every time they're on the ice. And it got so out of hand so quickly in that first game. You know, it was 4 yep. nothing, And I think the shots in the first period were 23-3 to or something like that. That it was just one of those where you're completely out of your rhythm. You know, you're, you're trying to throw the puck up ice and make plays, and it's just not there. So, Jess, we had uh, our friend Pat McLeavy on um, after the first series, and uh, Pat was throwing out a lot of accolades towards Johnny Walker. He thought he was uh, was everything that he was uh, marked up or written up to be. Uh, your thoughts on Johnny Walker? And then uh, real quickly on the goaltender, I have seen a lot of Bronson Moore. He's a great kid. He's going to be a med student. He's going to be a doctor. Uh, he's going to biomed school here at ASU and, and he is just everything. I mean, our photographer has got some unbelievable shots from his ACHA uh, days. So yeah, he's a great kid and it was good to see that. But, but tell us your thoughts on Johnny Walker and anybody else you saw on that ASU roster that you were impressed with. Here was the joke I made. Jack LaFontaine, who's been the, the everyday goalie for the Gophers this year, you know, just a fantastic goalie and, and really right. stepped it up. He transferred from Michigan, and he's having a fantastic senior year. I said, how unfair is this? You know, he, he starts out 9-0 and or whatever it was. He's, he's playing his heart out. And uh, Jared Moe, their backup goalie, comes in, he plays one game, and he gets to be on ESPN Sports Center because Johnny Walker does that ridiculous <laughs> lacrosse style goal against him. You know, in a game that the Gophers wind up winning, but of course, you know, number one play on Sports Center that night, Jared Moe gets to be famous for giving up that goal. And, you know, what is it about the Gophers? Two times in NCAA hockey history, we've seen those kind of goals scored. Once it was Mike Legg from Michigan against Steve DeBus from the Gophers back in 96, and, and once it was Jared Moe giving up one against ASU. So apparently if you're going to score that kind of goal, you you have to do it against the University of Minnesota. <laughs> I, I guess. We, we did have Johnny on after that, and we asked him about that, and he said, uh, you know, he does that in practice a lot, but he said yep. he saw the way the puck came off the boards, and he said that was something that he thought he could try just because of the way it came off the boards. It was it was flat and was able to get it right in the blade of his stick and go in one motion. But uh, and, just your overall thoughts too. on Johnny. Yeah, I will say this too. If you had to watch it closely, but Ben Myers for the Gophers, you know, second line center and just a you know a tank of a guy for them, uh, a real talented player. Ben Myers tried to do one of those uh, in one of the ASU games. He, he, you know, had the puck behind the <laughs> net and he reached down and he tried to bring it around the net and it got knocked off his stick. But it, it was kind of one of those, yeah, okay, we're going to take revenge now or something like that. But no, Johnny Walker <laughs> is is just Johnny Walker's a fun player. I mean, he just always has been. You know, just a natural goal scorer, uh, a guy who's fearless with the puck. And, you know, like I said, with he and with Copperwood and even, you know, that whole top line for the Sun Devils, I really like Chris Grando's game. I really like James Sanchez as that top line center. Um, and and they're guys you have to be aware of, uh, you know, and Arizona State almost kind of plays that Penn State style, you know, where it's, you know, we're going to shoot from anywhere. We're going to, you know, if we put up 40 shots a game, we're not afraid to do that. Um, and that's fun hockey to me. I, I would watch that a hundred times over the, you know, the Notre Dame, you know, pack four guys in around your goalie and line up four guys on the blue line and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. I, yeah, so I, I, I get that, but Notre Dame has played that way forever. Um, yep. they, they're yep. kind of in no, that that's, group. Of, that's, that's Jeff Jackson style. Absolutely. Yeah. They're kind of, I look at them as kind of in that same group as because Denver kind of plays the same style and, Duluth kind of plays the same style. Um, I mean, there's different levels of talent, but in terms of style, uh, they definitely seem to play that New Jersey Devils sort of semi-trap. We're not going to let you get any shots off at all. 
Yep. And, you know, and pack three guys in around your crease and, and, you know, all of that, you know, we're yeah, try, try and get a shot on goal. If you can get to our goal, that, that, that kind of thing. The other guy I will say that I hadn't really noticed before, but you know, in the four games against the Gophers really stood out on defense, Vito Jansen's, you know, big kid, you know, Eastern European kid, uh, not afraid to play kind of a gritty game. You know, one of those guys that really, you know, will stand you up. I, I was really impressed by his game as well. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I know Paul is, is back there shaking his head because <laughs> we want to get your opinion also on the, the check that Vito had um, at the at the <laughs> face-off circle that, that drew a major penalty. Uh, you saw it live. We saw it I on, saw it uh, live, on yep. TV. What did you think? Your 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 coach, Greg Powers, uh, afterwards described it as, quote, a lump cap. <laughs> um, okay. Here, here's my take on it. The check itself wasn't much. Okay, the location of the check is what made it, it what made it dangerous. When a guy is going toward the boards, when you give him even that little extra shove, if you if you do that in the neutral zone, no, nobody, it's not a penalty. But if you do that in that situation where a guy is going hard toward the end boards and he winds up going in toward the end boards, that's what made it a, a, a penalty. And and you know whether or not it was a major penalty, I can't debate that but it was a play in a dangerous area of the ice and i can see why they called it with the fact that let's face it they're overprotective of of players uh, you know and, and and so concerned about uh, catastrophic injuries that, that that's what kind of prompted all of that well if, if it makes you feel any better jess i've never said it wasn't a penalty because he definitely hit him across the back with the stick that, uh, yep, not, there's there's no question about that um we can argue all day about the uh, uh, it, whether it's a it should be a major, etc. But you know it is what it is. So uh, let me ask you a, a quick question about the the Big Ten here in general, um, only because you know I'm trying to watch as many different games uh, as I can in, as far as the focus is concerned. Um, we thought that the Big Ten was going to be a big giant mess, uh, and when you look <laughs> at the standings, it pretty much is. I mean, yep. it basically, yep. is throw everybody's name in the hat. Even I mean, Minnesota, as well as they're playing, is not that far ahead. Right. Um, here's what I'll say about the Big Ten. I really think it's a three horse race, and Minnesota packed in all those points early in the in the game. You know, the, the early in the season with the uh, what it was eight no start in Big Ten play and. Uh, you know, they call that what putting hay in the barn, you know, so you, sure. so you got hay in the barn for later, you know, you pile up a lot of points like that. Um, the other two teams I think that are still going to be in the mix are Wisconsin and Michigan. I mean, those are just two very, very talented teams. The rest of the Big Ten, the other four teams, you know, the way I put it is, you know, does does Ohio State or Michigan State or Penn State or Notre Dame for that matter, do they have a line do they have a group of three guys that you say, you know, you're watching the game on TV and you say, oh, wait a minute, I, I, I can't go get a, another beer out of the fridge yet. This line is coming up. I want to see them play. You know, uh, I, no, I not, any, not anymore. Yeah, I just don't see that. I mean, Penn State went from having all those weapons to, you know, ha- seeing all of them graduate for the most part. And, and they're playing, you know, they're still trying to play the offensive style. They just don't have the horses to play it this year. I think they will. You know, they uh, Guy Godowski is never that far away with the way he recruits. Uh, Ohio State plays that, a, a more defensive style, but again, they just don't have that offensive firepower that I think that makes would make them dangerous on an every night basis. And I'm not going to say too many bad things about Notre Dame, you know, having just watched them sweep the Gophers in Minneapolis. <laughs> but uh, you know, if, if you can find a way to get around the style they play, I, I, I think they're a beatable team. So I, I, again, I think it really comes down to those three: Minnesota, Wisconsin. Michigan uh, and and Minnesota is obviously still in the driver's seat with all those points they piled. So so Jess, and we had Frank Saratori on um, a couple of weeks, well, a month ago now, I guess maybe a little more. On, on the uh, was that on the uncensored version of the show? Yeah, I I start hockey after dark. Is that we love that? We love we love we love we love Coach Saratori. Have him on here. I want to get him and Pat Micheletti on at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah, get, yeah. Get a couple Iron Rangers on and see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. So, so anyway, Jess, my point was we were asking him about a season, and he said, 
the first thing I want to do, guys, is get 13 games played because he said uh, that's what the NCAA said is going to be required to get to the national tournament, to even be invited into the room. So he said, I- I'm first concerned about getting 13 games played, and then I'll worry about my win-loss record. Well, right, the win-loss right. record is not is not great, as we know. <laughs> but uh, he's still concerned about getting 13 games played. So, And I'll kind of leave you on this one so you don't have to sit on with us all night long. But uh, give us some thoughts about the uh, the national tournament, the way that's going to be figured out, because we're so used to the RPI and, and the pairwise and all that, uh, figuring out how things are going to go. But it's not going to be that way this year, is it? Uh, you know, the, the analogy I keep hearing is, you know, we're going back to the smoke-filled room where you get a bunch of guys in a room who look at a bunch of records and, <laughs> and look at winning percentages and stuff like that. And are, are hey, hold on a minute. Is, is that smoke-filled room somewhere between World and Roseau? I, I hope so. Yeah, Salo. <laughs> Salo would maybe be the halfway spot between, <laughs> yeah, between Maybe out on Lake of the Woods, huh? <laughs> yeah, we could get a nice-sized fish house, get guys around a, a table. Well, we, of course, we'd have to do it by Zoom now because it's safe. Everything's done remotely, but, uh, you know, I, I still don't know. I mean, so much is still up in the air about regionals, about where the Frozen Four is going to be, uh, you know, played if, if you're going to do it in an NHL venue with no fans there. And, hey, if you're if you're Pittsburgh that spent all this time planning to have the Frozen Four, do you want to have it with no fans there? Um, or, or do you go to a, a smaller site or, you know, uh, something like that? So, so much of that just remains up in the air. Uh, we just don't know. But, you know, I've had coaches express confidence that, you know, in, in the old days before we had a computer picking the teams, they usually got it pretty right. So there's a there's a confidence that you'll, you'll get it right a, again this time. Uh, well, the, I have two questions because I, I, I know we're kind of pressed for time. But the, the first question is uh, a little bit more nonsensical. But if you're going to have a smoke-filled room somewhere and you can go anywhere, you're gonna, why are we going to an ice house? <laughs> Why are we going to an ice house? You're still trying. Where, to where do you want to go, Paul? Stadium swim? Uh, <laughs> okay, but that's better than an ice house, isn't it? A cabana. <laughs> um, uh, the the other question is, you've probably gotten to see more of them than than we have, because uh, I don't, I have not come across a Minnesota State game at all. Um, ha, have you been able to see uh, Minnesota State at all? And I've watched a bunch of St. Cloud games and. Uh, I keep waiting for that shoe to fall, and they just keep playing every week, every week, every week. St. Cloud, I think, has got to be kind of the surprise team. I mean, we, we still knew that that Minnesota State would be pretty good, starting with the nucleus they had, and especially with Dryden McKay in goal. I mean, he's you know, no, no better place to start than with a really good goalie, and no. he has been every bit of that. I have not seen them in person this year, but uh, it sounds like they're you know running away with the WCHA. And it's funny you mentioned Coach Saratori talking about trying to get 14 games in. I, I just shake my head at what has kind of become the new normal in college hockey this year. You know, we had a case just this past weekend where Michigan Tech was supposed to play Lake Superior State, right? And right. the game is supposed to start at, at 7 o'clock uh, on Thursday, okay? At noon, we get an email saying, we're going to push the game back an hour because we have to wait to get Lake Superior State's COVID test back to find out whether we can play or not. I mean, literally, it's, it's <laughs> you know, the day of the game where we're not sure if we're actually going to play today. Well, yeah. it turns out the COVID test came back poorly, we get yeah. another press release at 7 p.m. saying, okay, they're not going to play tonight. They can't play Lake Superior State, but they're going to play Northern Michigan tomorrow. It's like, honest to God, <laughs> these coaches are on the phone, you know, like like it's a peewee team saying, hey, we, we've got an hour of ice time over at Augsburg. You, are you guys busy? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, just, it's just amazing. But with that said, and I mean, I, I go back to, to Arizona State in the, in the Friday night game, is this resiliency we're seeing where guys are saying – yeah, this stinks, and yeah, we've never had to deal with this, and hopefully we'll never have to deal with this again, but drop the puck, let's play, let's find a way. I mean, guys, from what I've seen, the coaches and the players are just so happy to be playing games that it's like, hey, we, let's just let's just figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, Peg, okay, back okay, to no, the I was going to say. I, I, I was rambling, I forgot it. St. Cloud. I mean, wow! What a job! What a job Brett Larson has done. Um, and I watched them play Minnesota. Duluth he's he's a bulldog. That's why. 
Oh. Well, I mean, not not just that he's a bulldog, not just that he's a bulldog, because I'm going to give him kudos. They, you know, sweeping the bulldogs just uh, I think it was two weeks yes. ago. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Talk talk about a statement. Couple of games, and and granted, you know, Brett Larson is still what three years into the job. He's still facing guys that he recruited, so he maybe has a little bit of advantage there because he, he knows their tendencies and all of that. But. Uh, Really nice team that they've got. They they brought in the the really talented Finnish kid this year, uh, who's played very well. David Rennick is a fantastic goalie, and again, that's where it has to kind of start. Um, and, and you talk about a tragedy in the era of COVID to not have fans in St. Cloud, which is always one of oh. just the most raucous raucous buildings in college hockey. Uh, you know that that that's obviously a different atmosphere, but yeah, nice work by them. Well. Um... I was just going to throw out quickly about uh, our ACHA teams down here because we were talking about the uniqueness of the NCAA, but the uh, the, NC- the ACH teams down here can all play home games, but they can't travel. <laughs> so, wow. So U- UNLV wanted to play games, and finally they said, just forget it because nobody can come here and we can't go anywhere else. And Grand Canyon is trying to play games, but they don't have anybody to play either because they can play home games, but nobody can come to them at this point. Uh, how, University how of Arizona time, the same way. <laughs> how much time did you guys spend in Vegas? How, how long were you there? Uh, four, six, six five days nights. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, uh, here's here's my only question. How is the UNLV Division One thing not done by now? Okay. I, I mean, you guys had one job. If you're if you're there that long, you should have this all mapped out by now, right? We tried. Well, we tried. I well, didn't hit I my think, numbers, so. Jess, I, I think here's what's going to happen, honestly. I think once that 6,000-seat AHL arena is built and yep. they're playing in there, and after a year and a half of uh, AHL hockey back at the Orleans and with the 2026 Frozen Four coming to Vegas, that's right. I would think, I would think that's when it's going to happen. Uh, I think it might have been on a faster track. We had uh, Nick Raboni on. Uh, the assistant coach at UNLV, who is now a full-time UNLV um, employee, which helps. But uh, yep. I think it would have been on a faster track had COVID not hit because they wanted to raise some money in their athletic department, and they thought that new Allegiant Stadium was going to help them raise a lot of money for football, which would have gone into the athletic coffers. Sure, sure. Yep. And and that that really hurt. But uh, I also think I'm, that once once the uh, AHL facility is done and they're playing there, then Bill Foley can uh, start looking to put his money somewhere else. And even Nick brought that up because he's a he's a very generous man, and and we hope at some point in time that he can be uh, a benefactor for us. I'm uh, I'm going to make my Allegiant Stadium debut next year. By the way, I got I got to tell you guys, I'm nice. excited about it. I'm, I'm, I'm making nice, arrangements. Nice. I have a, I have a son who is going to be a senior at Iowa State. Right. He's uh, he's a he's a dean's list student. He's doing great work. And I thought I got to do something nice for him his senior year. Well, as luck would have it, September 18th, Iowa State at UNLV. I said, let's let's hop on a plane. Let's go to Vegas. Let's uh, let's see. Nice. So so we're going to check it out in person. I can't wait to see it. It it looks great. Outside. What's what's the problem with it, Paul? What's the problem with it? I still (laughs) don't understand why they did it in black. Yeah, it kind of looks like the Death Star. Well, no, it's 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 the desert. It's Las Vegas. It's a hundred degrees out. Put it, make it in silver. <laughs> Let it reflect a little bit of the light instead of sure, making let's, it let's, black let's and absorbing it all. Blind all the traffic on the freeway. Let's 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 just blind all the traffic on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, well, you know, come on. Now you're looking at details. Don't get me involved with those. <laughs> hey guys, I better wrap it up. It's uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, Long, long day on the road and uh, 320 more miles to Florence, Arizona. I'll hopefully be there tomorrow, everything willing. And let's get that snow out of here, okay? I got enough yes. of that from back home. And, and when you get a chance, just drive down uh, uh, Rural Road in Tempe and take a look at that hole in the ground, which is the, uh, the site of the new stadium, the new arena. Yeah, and hey, can't wait. And, you know, I'll say this, too, just because uh, I keep coming up with more things I got to say. But, you know, before the first series with Minnesota, we talked to Greg Powers on a Zoom and talked about the new arena and, and, hey, when are you going to find a conference? And one thing that was kind of neat in that conversation is Greg Powers kind of made it clear that, you know, they can be a little picky now. Now that they've got an arena, they've got a destination, they can kind of, you know, say, okay, Big Ten, what do you got to offer? Okay, NCHC, what do you have to offer? You know, hey, CCHA, what what can you do for us? That kind of thing. Uh, you know, not not that they're going to strong arm anybody or anything like that, but it's kind of neat to see uh, ASU all of a sudden be in kind of a position of strength. 
It's going to be the Big it. Ten. Enough said. <laughs> I, I, that would probably be my bet too, but you know, who knows? I mean, I know hockey, things so. can change. Yeah. All right. Well, drive safely, my friend. Uh, thanks so much for coming on tonight. I always uh, try to grab you whenever we can, especially when we're talking Minnesota hockey, because there, there's nobody better, folks, than, uh, hey. than somebody from Warroad to bring on from Minnesota hockey. I appreciate it. Pa- Scott and Paul, you know, call me anytime. Always great to talk hockey. Thanks. All right. Maybe we'll see you in Arizona. Drive safely. Thanks. All right. That's Jess Myers from the rink live in Minnesota. Uh, We got more hockey to talk about, more college hockey. We've got Denver and Omaha final tonight. We've got uh, North Dakota and Colorado college final. But right now we're going to take a quick break here from some of our partners. And Paul and I will be back in just a few minutes. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen faceoff. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. We've all been there. We know what kind of gift to get someone, but sometimes it can be too hard to make sure that the gift is the right size or style. So we shrug our shoulders and try to think of something else. Well, if that person is the hockey player in your life, the answer is easy. A gift certificate or a gift card to behind-the-mask hockey shops. Whether you go to any of our Three Valley locations or behindthemask.com, our gift cards are the perfect solution. Sports equipment, especially hockey equipment, has to feel right to the user, and the the behind-the-mask gift card allows you to show the player how much you care and lets them pick out what's right for them whether we're talking about sticks, gloves, skates, or more. Pick one up today at any of our Behind the Mask locations in Gilbert, Peoria, or Scottsdale, or at BehindTheMask.com. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to BurritoExpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Pre-game 
like a pro, host came like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena, stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day. College Bar and Grill. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, our Sunday night show in prime time, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Scott Strandy joining you from uh, beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. I say that tongue-in-cheek because right now it's raining, it's cold, it's miserable, um, but it's still Arizona. And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, back in his familiar uh, homeland of uh, Long Island, New York. Paul, uh, as we always do... As we always do after we have a guest on, break it down for us. What anything that Jess said tonight that shocked you, surprised you, concerned you? Um, your thoughts? Well, you know what it is. Uh, he has the advantage of being at the games, and it makes a difference. Um, you know, it it's good to hear uh, some things from from the other point of view. I know myself as 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 I talk about uh, all things ASU on our shows that I try to temper my thoughts because I don't I, I try to look at it more as a coach than I do a fan, and sometimes that's hard to do. Um, you know, but he pretty much gave you the same. You know. Uh, I should say I pretty much echoed his thoughts. Uh, at least that's what I thought it looked like when you looked at the games uh, that, that Friday just got out of hand. Uh, Friday. You see, you got me into this Friday-Saturday thing. Thursday night got out of hand, and Friday just <laughs> ran out of gas. Well, it's supposed to be Friday-Saturday, but, yeah, I, I get it. Um, and I think that's the case, and I think they need to come back and get, get themselves – acclimated to being back and being students again in a more normal quote-unquote setting get back to practice on the Oceanside ice get ready to take on the U.S. National Team Development Program on the 4th and 5th hopefully of, uh, of February hopefully that that those will happen so they can play some home uh home series way, even though it's exhibition by the way just one of these days they'll actually play Minnesota and play them healthy yeah, 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 unbelievable. You know, um, uh, and that, like that's the case. You know, I'm uh, not going to take anything away from Minnesota because they're no, a fantastic No, 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 don't, mis- but, don't, don't misunderstand but, me. Uh, no, no, I, I'm, I'm not, not saying I'm not. That, that to take anything away from um, from that team, from Minnesota. I just, um, you know, it's just uh, been odd and weird. And I know people would say, well, Minnesota was missing their three players from the World Juniors, but they were still all healthy. The guys that were there were all yeah. healthy. Yeah, and the guys that, that played uh, were looking to impress the coach because they were guys that weren't getting a lot of ice time and those right. three were there, so there was a little extra effort uh, to, uh, to take advantage of their opportunity, if you will. And then when they got them after that uh, home sweep by Notre Dame, you knew they were going to come out angry, and uh, they came out angry. And then and then you got you know, and you're talking about goaltenders. You got um, an ACHA goaltender as your emergency goaltender who ends up getting some playing time. You have uh, perhaps your your possibly number one is out with uh, with an illness and and can't compete. Um, and then you got Evan that's got a lot riding on his shoulders, and Justin Robbins is still, let's face it, Justin Robbins just doesn't have a lot of NCAA uh, time under his belt. So totally understand that. Before we get too far uh, off track here, um, Colorado College played North Dakota in North Dakota, and, uh, you know, we talk so much about the hockey, Paul, but uh, and if you know what I talk about all week long in the other shows, it's relevancy and Leave it to North Dakota to figure out a way to get some fans in to watch their game. I saw tonight they had their cheerleaders uh, across the ice. Um, they're trying to keep it as normal of an atmosphere as they can. And we'll have Alex Heinert on the uh, 
the, the play by play. I think they North keep Dakota rescheduling hockey. those games for the nights that we're doing shows because. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, trust me. Alex wants to come on. Uh, yeah, I no, talk I, to him I, occasionally. I, and it's going to be a lot of fun when we get him on. Maybe even more fun now because he'll have not only the uh, the pod to talk about, but also the uh, the games in North Dakota and, and well, just how it's affected everything. I watched a, a, a chunk of those games this weekend, and um, you know, t- the the only thing that I can use to describe it is North Dakota looked like North Dakota this weekend. I mean, I, that sounds like uh, a simple thing to say, um, but Shane Pinto was unbelievable this weekend. Uh, it seemed like every time he touched the puck, it went in whether he was putting it in or somebody he was helping somebody else put in. Um, and it just it was the first time all season that I didn't get the feeling that Colorado College was in the games as I was watching. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, Especially tonight, it was, uh, you know, it was just all North Dakota from the get-go. Yeah, and, um, you know, when, when, when North Dakota gets it rolling – what are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> there's just not a lot you can do. Well, uh, let, let me tell you, the number three team in the country currently is North Dakota. The number four team in the country currently is Minnesota. And the one and two teams, I just don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. The top four or five, as usual, in college hockey are so dominant that it is uh, when they're playing at their best, they are really, really hard to beat. But there again, that's why you play the games. And uh, let, let's quickly jump to Denver and Omaha. Uh, that one ended in an Omaha win tonight, 5-2. But what have you seen out of Denver? Because we expected so much more from them. And they just, for one reason or another, have not. You know, I told you early in the pod that that was going to be a really difficult scenario for them. I know they're good. I know they're talented. I know they're going to tell you that they play whoever's in the schedule in front of them. But good Lord, that that is a tough way to start your hockey season. Well, listen, I, I thought this weekend, not to to piggyback off North Dakota, but I thought this weekend was the first time I saw Denver look like the Denver we expected. Okay. Um, they were just beat tonight by Isaiah Seville in goal for Omaha. Yeah. They had like 15 uh, more shots. Who, who, by the way, who, who, by the way, could be the future goaltender uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, he, 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 he played – a pretty darn good game. You could see a little bit towards the end of the game, the frustration on some of the Denver players. Uh, usually you don't see them bang a stick uh, in, in in frustration. Yeah, that's not game. a David David Carl style. So, I but, would, yeah, I agree But with I, I did see that tonight, and I'm like, you know, they had just made it a 3-2 Omaha lead, and, and, and Omaha just bounced right back and, and, and got another one to make it 4-2 at that point. Um, but – Denver, if you look, if you don't look at the goals, even though that's what you used to do, I mean, they were pretty much over all over Omaha. And they had beaten Omaha like 20 times in a row. And so, I mean, you could just say that Omaha was due to finally get one. But it, it took a, a great game by Seville to beat Denver tonight. Yeah, which tells uh, so, you Denver is starting to do what Denver does, which is peak towards the uh, second half, towards the end of the year, like like they normally do in, in tournament time. They uh, they get really, really hot. Yeah, so, I mean, but that's what I saw because, like I said, I, I trying to switch back and forth. I, I can't watch two – I can't, like, split screen on my computer. Not because I don't <laughs> want to. I just – I can't. I, I don't have that kind of focus. And, and, you know, trying to have a third game on the television – um, you know, that that's hard enough. Uh, maybe if the screens were bigger, I might be able to do it, but uh, I, wasn't yeah, I did the it. same thing. I, I jumped back and forth between the two when you have them both playing on the same time, but I think you can get a feel for what the game was like. Right. I mean, we kind of knew what North Dakota was doing. It didn't take long to see that. And uh, we kind of knew, like you said, what Denver was trying to do against Omaha and, and the hot goaltender. And, you know, that happens uh, at, at every level of hockey. So right. not surprised about that. The Air Force Falcons are going to get back on the ice, knock on wood, really? fingers crossed. All good things are going to get back on the ice the last really? day of the month right now. Well, they're scheduled to play Bentley on the 31st of January and again on the 1st of February. So 
Jeez. For those poor kids and, and I don't, Frank, I don't I'm even sure know. He's about ready I mean, to pull his hair out. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I just, I feel awful for those kids, and it's just, especially when you're an athlete at a military academy, uh, you know, game time and practice time is fun time, and they don't have yeah. that right now. No, they don't, and and uh, it's just, it's craziness because they thought they were going to be okay, then. Then they came back and they had COVID cases and it's just all over the board. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens down the stretch. Um, just a couple of things. I want to take one more quick break because we got a few more partners to hear from. And then let's come back and talk about the hole in the ground, which is actually happening now. You asked for right. shovels, Paul. Well, they right. brought out the well, big diggers. Right. Well, let me just let me just say this quickly before you get into the break, because this way it'll stop me from getting into this. Uh, <laughs> okay. First of all. Thank you for everybody that helped us out at, in, in Vegas. It was also nice to see Fred Garcia. Okay. And, Doug, if you think I'm going to International Falls or Medicine Hat in January, <laughs> you are out of your mind. <laughs> I love it. Let's take that quick break and let's come right back. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. All right, and we are back. College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy, right here in Scottsdale, Arizona, where it is a uh, chilly 40-something degrees with some rain falling. And, Paul, I'll tell you how odd this was today. Uh, I was out and about, and uh, we had this rain cloud, clouds, because there's never, like, a front that comes in here. And and it all of a sudden, it starts to pour. And we get this blast of lightning, and the thunder behind it, Paul, was the loudest I have ever heard. And this is coming from a golfer who's been on the golf course many times and seen storms roll in all over the country. Um, this was such a loud clap of thunder. It shook the vehicle that I was sitting in. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, what the heck is going on in Arizona? So um, this weather is unusual. We'll take the rain. We'll take the snow in the mountains. But, um, wow, that was something strange. Listen, uh, you know, regardless of what the, the – the, I mean, it's always been – if you don't like the weather, wait a little bit. It'll change really fast and then go yeah. right back to what it's supposed to be. You know, <laughs> right. You know, whatever the, the bad weather is, it lasts for a couple of hours. Most of the time and goes right back to what it's supposed to be. All right. So once in a while, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta suck it up and, and play through the pain and, and deal with an actual day of bad weather. Get over it. <laughs> I'm trying to get over it, my friend. I'm trying to get over it. Okay, uh, before we before we get into uh, to wrapping things up and talking about what's going on in college hockey, just a little bit longer. I also want to echo your thoughts on uh, our trip to Vegas. Um, shout out to Derek Stevens and the guys at the D. Uh, shout out to uh, everybody that took care of us at Bar Canada, to Stadium Swim, to uh, everywhere we went. It was just a lot of fun. Thanks to our guest, Darren Banks. Um, and, of course, Nick Raboni for, for coming on and talking hockey. Just so much good stuff. Thanks to the Henderson Silver Knights for putting us out there a couple of days to, to get a chance to watch uh, 
AHL's uh, training camp, the very first the historic training camp in Henderson, Nevada. Uh, wow, that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, it was right in the middle of this ridiculous four-game series to start the season, basically, between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Arizona Coyotes, which ended up today a one nothing Vegas win. I think I told you I thought they could, the Vegas might go 4-0. They went 3-1. and um, And you told me that it's really hard to win four games in a row. Yeah, well, listen, the, the, the Coyotes uh, were the better team on Friday night, was it, that they played? Friday night, yeah, good one. Friday night, whatever, Saturday, whatever the heck it was. Um, Friday. Today was a today was a one goal game. It was one nothing. I mean, you know, that's that's was Vegas by the by the looks of it the better team. Yeah, they probably were, but you know, when it's a one nothing game, you know, that's you're you're talking about one shot. So yeah, and that's what it, that's what it came down to with 42 seconds left today, um, and. <laughs> The people here in Arizona were going crazy because of a icing call that apparently the Coyotes didn't realize wasn't waved off or was waved off, and uh, Jacob Chikrin didn't really go full bore into the into the end of behind the goal to get the puck, and, and Jonathan Marchessault did and found William Carlson all by himself in front, and he buried it with 42 seconds to play. But um, you know, Rick Tockett was on afterwards, Paul, and I'm sure you'll get a, no get a little you'll get a little kick out of this. He said, uh, everybody, all the media people wanted to talk about, oh, you were robbed, you were robbed. And and Tockett said, Yeah, the, the official made a mistake and uh they're human. But the problem that I have is that my guys didn't play to the whistle, through the whistle. They they quit early, hoping there was going to be a whistle. And he said it's a learning experience. And, they kept, and the media kept bringing it up over and over again. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. And he finally said, yeah, but nothing. He said, our guys let up. Got to play to whistle. You can't, yeah, you that's can't a, let up in a, a hockey game lesson. ever. That's yeah, that's lesson. exactly what he said. That is a peewee lesson. So shout out to Rick Tockett. Uh, he's such a class act. Every time I've had a chance to visit with him, he is just such a class act, and he's not uh, not letting it go. I have to do another shout out, Paul, because I know – uh, you saw it this week, but our, our good friend Steve Potvin uh, has been named the head coach of the uh, Tucson Roadrunners uh, when Jay Rarity uh, moved up to the, uh, the Coyotes coaching staff. Uh, Steve Potvin, who has worked very, very hard and is a very knowledgeable and a very good hockey coach and a really good friend of ours, um, it's so great to see him get that opportunity. And I have no doubt in my mind if he's listening right now because he's uh, – in LA for a couple of exhibition games. He wanted to come on the show tomorrow night, but he said, I think I'll be on a bus somewhere between LA and Phoenix. So probably Aren't not. You're always on a bus. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, the, uh, the AHL season is starting and congratulations to Steve Potvin for, for getting that gig because I know it's something he's worked very hard at. I know he'll do a great job and I know how proud he is. And on the same note, thanks to Manny Viveros for, uh, for all the conversation he's given us as well up in Henderson and, and we'll get to Colorado. I promise, folks, we'll get up there. Uh, we'll do some things. We just give us some time here. We gotta gotta get through this COVID stuff. Yeah, and you guys, uh, well, not just you guys. It's getting pretty. Big. The the I don't. It's just getting crazy. Um, um, but we're not going to get into that because I don't really want to get started with that. So, um, if you want to bring that up, you can bring that up tomorrow. I I don't even want to get into this. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so anyway, hockey's back. NHL hockey's back. I think everybody that's watching hockey right now and seeing games every other day uh, for the local teams here or every day when you look at at hockey everywhere, uh, Paul's in heaven. I know that. Uh, he's loving that. And uh, oh, also NCAA hockey with the Sun Devils, like I said, getting a couple of weeks off and then getting a crack at an exhibition before they go back out to finish up their season. Uh, on the road, it, it's going to be a well-documented uh, season for the Arizona State Dun Sun Devils when it's all over with. But I think right now what they want to do is finish strong, and we'll try to get Coach on before, um, but before we before they head back out again and see if he can uh, just give us what his intentions are and how he thinks he can, um, you know, finish up this the season because every team that he's going to face from now on out is a beatable opponent. Not that, not that Minnesota or Wisconsin aren't beatable, but 
these other ones, we, you know, even Jess talked about it, the bottom four of the uh, the Big Ten are beatable hockey teams because they, they just don't have the, the full firepower that, say, a Wisconsin, a Michigan, or a Minnesota has. Well, before we even get to that, though, uh, I'm looking forward to these two exhibition games. Uh, it'll be the first time that we get to see a future Sun Devil playing in a game uh, with our own eyes, really. Uh, against his future team. Against his future <laughs> team, yeah. Ty Berkson will be playing on that U.S. Uh, national development team uh, against ASU. The ASU said those games will be streamed. And I know with all the access to all the other games, we probably could hunt down every guy that's verbally committed to ASU and watch games. But this is the first time we actually – get to see them play uh, in a situation where we could focus on the on, on, on a guy's play. Yeah, I'm just uh, got my fingers crossed that we're able to get in. It's going to be a very busy week for, for us and, and certainly for yeah. Zach if we're able to get him in there because he's dying to get some pictures. Um, we have uh, Henderson and we have Tucson playing. Uh, so it's going to be a very, very first week of February busy first week of February when things all get said and done. And of course, Denver, uh, Colorado College, Air Force, they're all going to be battling back again, uh, hoping that this COVID stuff can give us a break and they can continue to, uh, to get their games in as we move towards what's going to be, and Jess alluded to this as well, it's going to be a very, very strange uh, national tournament when it gets to that point. So we'll see what happens. Anything yeah, well, else you have to finish up on? Yeah, let's just uh, – I, I wonder if they'll take Ty to see the giant hole in the ground, and uh, we'll be good because I know you're trying to go over there and take a look at it, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll get by there this week, mate, if not tomorrow because of the rain, probably Tuesday. But we're was, supposed to was, get a real real deluge of rain here. When they're talking 17, 18 inches of snow uh, in Prescott and Sedona, that's Prescott. not what they – that's not normal. So no, well, seventeen inches of snow is not normal for anybody. I don't, I don't care. We're talking about the North Pole. That is not okay. okay. That's why the pole. Then you don't know where I grew up, right? And, well, and where Jess grew up, because both of us again, seventeen inches was a piece of cake. It was every other one, day. One, once again, <laughs> um, we're just uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't. We're gonna get I, Jim out like Minnesota. No, we're gonna get you a map of Minnesota, and we're gonna put we're gonna put pins on it where everything that's uh, that's really important. Maybe we can have Doug jump in with a, a map of Minnesota and put pins on it everywhere that Paul should see from from Mankato to St. Cloud to Moorhead to uh, Roseau to International Falls to Warroad to Duluth as to long Ely, as it's, to Bemidji as long, as to long as Rapids. it's from as long as it's from May to September. As long as it's from May to September, I'll visit anywhere. Here's the thing. Here's what we can do. We can bring you up to Minnesota, start you in the Boundary Waters in a canoe, and let you just canoe all the way down to St. Paul. Doug, you up for that? There is not enough flotation devices for that. Ah. All right, my friend, take it away, and we'll uh, we'll say goodnight for another uh, great show uh, on College Hockey Southwest Live. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network has been brought to you by Belford, presenting partner of the Sunday special. Visit Belford.com and explore the re- 2021 return of the legendary Ford Bronco. Roger Klein's Mexican Moonshine Cancion Tequila. 100% blue agave is used to make our unique tastes. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our three award-winning flavors. Behind the mask, on ice, in line, in the net, or up the ice. Whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. By Verizon Wireless. The 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. It's all about the butt. By the NCHC. Subscribe to NCHC TV and catch all of the action from the Conference of College Hockey Champions. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. Sports craft beers made to order burgers. 12 Valley locations and two in California. UNLV Hockey. 
ACHA Division I hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game. The place to be to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IceTimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Uh, very well done, my friend, as always. Um, and, and our good friend Doug just sent a message on the uh, the Podbean uh, app that uh, how could I have left out Eveleth, Minnesota, the home of the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame? Uh, when we take the canoe tour, uh, Paul, this summer, uh, we'll take you through there as well. We can take the uh, start at maybe the headwaters of the Mississippi, and we'll just move all the way down. Wait, it got, it got no, deafening silent. Not deafening going silent. to happen. <laughs> not, uh, well, is, you are not going to get you me. In a, you're not going. You're not going to get me in a canoe. You're not going to walk okay. me in the canoe. Okay, let me ask you this: Jess Myers has a uh, nice pontoon boat. Uh, maybe we can get Jess to give us a little tour uh, on the maybe pontoon, a pontoon boat. boat. Maybe a pontoon boat. But <laughs> if you're going to depend on me to keep the thing balanced, and, 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 and you're out of your mind. Uh, okay, we'll say goodnight on that note. We'll thank uh, Jess Myers from The Rink Live for joining us as he's uh, making his way to Arizona. Uh, 320 miles, he says, to Florence. So drive safely tomorrow, Jess, and we'll see you when you get down here. And uh, also, we'll say uh, goodnight to all of our great listeners. We've got more and more subscribers. I think we've just about uh, chased the 11,000 download mark now. So we're climbing, climbing, and climbing. And again, one final thank you for our uh, week, our Vegas week, where we had such so much fun and, and enjoyed seeing everybody out there in Vegas as well. We'll do it again one day, I promise. Uh, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro.